0: one of us and um the reason that i asked her to speak this morning is because she often posts or in conversation will just be a huge encouragement to people about couponing or saving and um things about finances that as busy moms are really helpful and so i asked if she would share her story and her journey from a personal standpoint to us like sister to sister of um just where she's come on that journey um, that she then is able to overflow and bless others with advice. And so um, with no further ado, Kristen Bankston is uh, our speaker this morning. And thank you for welcoming her. And I know you're going to enjoy it. Well, like Charlene said, I am not a speaker. I am a mom just like you guys um i have a crazy crew i've been married to my husband for 13 years we have a 10 8 6 and 2 year old so and they're out of school today so all four of them got to come with me today so Um, I do live um, a life very similar to yours, and so um, when Charlene had asked me to share my story, I'm like, "Mm, I don't really want to because I'm not a speaker, but I do believe that the Lord allows us to go through things in our lives so that we can share and encourage others. And so um, I hope through my story today that that's exactly what it does, is just that I'm, I'm as real and raw as I possibly can be through this story, and, um, and I just hope that you're encouraged through that. Um, and so uh, this month, of course, we're talking about finances. And so I kind of broke down um, my financial testimony into three parts. And the first part um, was kind of the legacy that I came from, the family that I came from, my roots, um, how, my, how my parents Manage their money and they really didn't have a plan. So there was just no plan Um, And then the second part of my testimony is um, just how the Lord began to change my legacy and um, When my husband and I got married and that is the change of plan and the third part um, That I'm going to talk to you about today is just the legacy that we want to leave our children and that's about teaching the plan so Nathan and I, um, we came from very similar backgrounds um, in some ways, but yet different in others. Um, I grew up in a very, um, I would classify it as a middle, lower class uh, family. My mom was a teacher, and my father was uh, kind of in and out of jobs My um, during my childhood. Um, we were a family of five that tried to make it on a very, um, measly teacher salary so if any of you have been teachers before unfortunately you know that they just don't get paid very much and so um, we were trying to make it off of my mom's salary Um, we didn't have name brand anything Um, in fact um, raise your hand if you remember the eastland boots back in the 80s you remember the eastland boots i remember um, when i was 11 i wanted a pair of eastland so bad and my mom knew that but we couldn't afford it and so Dollar General had the Eastland knockoffs, and so that's what I got for my 11th birthday, and I just remember, you know, at that age, you you want name brand, and, and we just, we couldn't afford it, and so we never had name brand anything. We had Dollar General boots. Um, we also shopped at Aldi's, which Aldi's has come a long ways from the 80s. Aldi's um, did not have organic and good produce. It was kind of warmy crackers. And so <laughs> that's what I grew up with. Um, my mom also, um, she was a couponer. And so she, um, I, 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 I remember seeing her like on a Saturday morning sitting down and cutting out coupons just to help uh, our family in, in any way to save money. My father, uh, he was, and he still is, a person who um, has just always been very creative, and he makes something out of nothing, um, and so, and he also became, or he, he taught himself how to, um, like, fix small engine type stuff, so like lawnmowers, weed eaters, things like that, um, and in started his own business by doing that. Um, and he still runs this little business. It's just kind of been a, a hobby thing for him. But that was his way of providing an extra income for our family while he was kind of in and out of jobs. Um, but in having these one, so I, I would consider my upbringing to be very frugal and, and economically conscious parents. But even having very frugal and, and, and very economically conscious parents, they never had a plan. Um, they uh, taught us how to pinch pennies, but the discussion of debt was never talked about in our home. My parents lived with debt and they always lived paycheck to paycheck. Um, and so they weren't planners. They, um, and so they, when it came time for my sisters and I, my sisters and I are all like two years apart from each other. When it was time for college, they didn't have any money for us to go to college. And so I knew um, in Missouri, there's the A-plus program, I believe it's still, in the public school system. So I knew I had to make good grades and I had to get the A-plus scholarship, which allows you to have two years free to a community college. And I believe some universities, um, like smaller universities, that you could go free. And so because my parents didn't have a plan, that's what I had to do. And so um, that's what I did. I got my, um, my LPN, my nursing license at first level, and I did that for free. And I was able to work while um, I did that. And then I transferred to um, an, not only an out-of-state but a private Christian college. I just you know I think so many so many kids today they just you know kind of pick a college out of the air and they just that's where I want to go you know that's where I want to go. <clears throat> Did not even look into the finances of it. I just knew that I just want to go to a Christian college. and so I transferred and I finished my, um, my bachelor's in nursing while working as an LPN as many hours as I could just to try to make it through college um not only uh, so anyway sorry fast-forward two years later um, I did graduate and I also got to carry along thirty two thousand dollars a of debt with me um, not only did I by the age of 22 have student loan debt but I also had uh, been introduced to credit cards and car loans and so um, and I thought that was completely normal. Everybody lives with a car loan. Everybody lives with credit cards. And um, I thought it was normal. So I you know, just went on life doing that. So here I am at 22, no job, and I had $44,000 of debt. And I didn't care. My husband, Nathan, came from a very similar middle-class, hardworking family as well. His mom was a teacher. His father worked as a manager of a small-town popcorn business. They lived life fairly simply as well. Um, but debt and payments was very much a part of his upbringing as well. Um, Nathan was a bit smarter in picking his college. He actually went to the University of Missouri, so it was in-state, and so it was a lot uh, cheaper for him. But unfortunately, he also graduated with student loan debt, uh, about $12,000 of student loan debt. So in a nutshell, both of our families, even though they lived modestly, um, they didn't live with a plan. And so therefore, there wasn't a plan and it wasn't taught. And so there was really no financial knowledge um, shared or taught with either one of us. Um, Nathan and I got in, got married exactly one month following graduation, um, and through because I I worked while I was finishing up my degree. Um, we I laugh about it now because I hear of like what weddings cost now, and I'm just like, oh my goodness. Um, we cash flowed our wedding that had 300 plus people there. Um, and we fed them, and on our, and our honeymoon, we only spent $3,000 for, for the honeymoon and the whole wedding for 300 people. And so, I, I mean, I'm just floored by the weddings nowadays that are like $20,000, it's, it's unbelievable. But anyway, um, shortly after we married, we uh, made another normal purchase, that like normal people do, we bought our first home. And we didn't even have a dime to put down on it, We 100% financing. Um, So here we were, 22 years old, $44,000 of student loan debt, we had $2,000 of credit card debt, uh, $10,000 of my car debt, Um, and now we had $60,000 of home debt attached to all that. And we really felt good about ourselves because we were normal, right? That's what everybody does. Um, but we had one hundred and sixteen thousand dollars of debt, and we didn 't care like because nobody taught us to care. Um, and so that was kind of the roots that we came from. Um, so this is how the Lord changed our legacy and how we changed our plan. Our lives began looking um, very similar probably to yours, following our wedding. We both landed full time jobs. I was a nurse working at an outpatient surgery center. And my husband, Nathan, was an agronomist with Pioneer Seed. Um, we both had decent incomes. Um, we really did not pick up on the habit of adding to credit cards. In fact, we, we paid off the only credit card that we had. Not because somebody taught us to, we just, we just did. Um, we diligently made our car payments and even paid it off after two years. Uh, Mortgage payments and and bills, we paid all on time. and So um, we we felt pretty good about ourselves because we were doing what you're supposed to do. We went out to dinner whenever we wanted. um, Because we worked full-time, that was all the time, like we ate out all the time. It's ridiculous when I think about it. Um, We both had gym memberships because that's what you also do at 22, right? You go get a gym membership and then you don't use it, right? (laughs) And so we also did that, um, and our weekends looked like we'd go out to dinner, and we'd go to Lowe's, and we'd go to Menards, and then we'd go walk around the mall, and we would just shop, 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 shop. And it, was, it, it wasn't out of the ordinary for us to land $100, $200 um, per weekend, just on stuff that we didn't need. Um, we basically began developing the habit of buying whatever we wanted and whenever we wanted because we had jobs and we had the money to do it. So sadly, this was our life. And giving, saving, and budgeting was not. Um, we, ran, we would randomly give to the church, but it was never what the Lord calls the first fruits, um, which is found in, in Malachi three ten, 10 and 11. Um, we would just, you know, kind of give whatever we wanted whenever we felt like it if we had some money to give over, give left over. Um, and we still thought we were normal. So, two years of living this life changed um, with one conversation. I was pregnant. And um, why am I getting emotional? Because I was <laughs> pregnant? I'm not pregnant. <laughs> but my, that first pregnancy is upstairs now and he's almost 11 years old, so I just, I'm, I'm just amazed at how the Lord just um, works and transforms. Um, we were expecting our first child, and my sweet and dear husband asked me to consider and pray about being a full-time mommy. Um, and so a variety of thoughts and emotions whirled in my head. Um, I, was, um, I was like, you know, I didn't just spend four of the hardest years of my life going through nursing school to not use it. Um, and I was very prideful about that. Um, I did not come from a stay-at-home mom family. My mom worked. She was the sole provider, so I didn't really know what that was supposed to look like. Um, you know, I really questioned a lot. Would I be bored? Would I not be challenged? Um, and, and most of all, how are we going to afford to do this? Um, so we prayed for months about this decision, and, um, and we made the decision for me to stay home and raise our children. Thankfully, when I went to my nurse manager to share with her the decision I had made, she had offered me a per diem, uh, which is, you know, kind of work whenever you want a position. Um, And that was a huge answer to prayer and a huge blessing to me because I was able to work my hours when I could um, as much as I wanted or as little as I wanted. So the decision was made. I was going to be a stay-at-home mom. And then reality hit. How on earth are we going to be able to do this? How are we going to afford this? So six months into the pregnancy, Nathan came home one day, and he told about this man that he'd heard on the on the radio. His name was Dave Ramsey. And I raise your hand if you've heard of Dave Ramsey. I know many of you have heard about Dave Ramsey. Um, he was super excited about this man who was going to get it, get our issues, you know, lined up, and he was going to help us. Um, to live like no one else, so later we can live and give like no one else. And that's what Dave Ramsey's um, big motto is. And, and he was so excited. This man was going to help us. He was finally going to teach us how to be able to live with the goals that we had of, for me to be able to stay at home. Um, it seemed simple, um, so we thought until we started the plan. Um, we were so just to give you an idea, because we're two years into us working, we had our you know our student loan debts was probably about forty-two thousand and our mortgage was about fifty-five thousand. Um our car and our credit cards were paid off pre-DAVE, and um, our first month, because I had no clue what I was doing, my husband suggested that we just before we start the plan just write everything down every receipt every purchase you make write it down and it was amazing what i saw i mean i was floored by what i was spending and this is sad guys because there's just two of us my husband and i were spending 700 a month on food just the two of us and it was because we ate out all the time So here we were. I was, you know, 12 weeks away from bringing our first child into the world, and we decided it was time to start our first budget. And it was not easy. Um, Just a side note: I am not here today just to endorse Dave Ramsey because there are many financial counselors out there. Um, I would recommend a Christian financial counselor, but he was a tool that helped my husband and I to get our debt. Taken care of and get rid of, and he got our, he helped us get our finances in, in order. So, just a little side note, it's not just all about Dave, but that's how, um, that's what the Lord used to, to change us. And if you're familiar with Dave Ramsey, it's a cash envelope system. And so you allot a certain amount of cash for say, food. And when that money is gone, it's gone. So, you are rationing what you have in your home to um, to make it till the next paycheck and i just little quick little little funny story so the first year we did this um it was the christmas eve and i had not budgeted well for december and we had no we had no money left in our food budget and so for christmas eve dinner which thankfully we had some friends invited us for christmas day (laughs) but christmas eve it was just us and we had a bisquick um casserole dish for our Christmas Eve meal, and I will never forget because it was like, okay, I didn't do a very good job. What am I going to make out of nothing, you know, and, and the Lord provided, and he always does provide. So um, anyway, so the, the first three months of doing this budget was really, really hard, and I tell everybody who gets started on the plan, it's not easy. It's really hard because you're changing your habits, um, It was very constricting to me, and the word cash became the four-letter word in our house. Um, We were determined, though, to make it work because we didn't want to live the life of debt. Um, And as you know, anything worth doing is going to be hard. Um, We began to really work together in it. And we began it, from doing that, working together, it strengthened our marriage into a whole new way that we had never experienced. We were still what I would consider newlyweds, only married a couple of years. Um, also a little statistic, did you know that the number one cause of divorce in North America is due to financial stress and money fights? When we heard that, we did not want to be a part of that statistic. And so we knew we had to be on board together. It wasn't a one-sided thing, we had to do this together. We welcomed our son reed into the world exactly on the last day that i was scheduled to work full-time doesn't god have a sense of humor sometimes because i was scheduled a certain day and then from then on it was kind of like well whenever they had an opening and i actually went into labor the last day i was scheduled to work and so um after my 12-week maternity leave i began uh, my new schedule with only working one day a week so, to give you a, a little bit of where we were financially at this point, um, we were only focusing on our consumer debt because that is how Dave's, Dave's plan works. Mortgage gets paid at the end. Um, all the consumer debt, so that's all your car loans, credit card, um, you know, all student loans or whatever, all of that goes into consumer debt. Um, we had the 42000 of student loans, and at the time, um, Nathan was making about 45000 and my... My, my income was about $10,000 a year. So we had $42,000 of debt and making $55,000. Just to give you, I think sometimes having numbers helps you to understand, like, where, how the Lord can, how he can use this. And so we worked hard and very diligent to pay off Sally Mae each and every month. I, and I still do this, guys, I've been doing this for 11 years, each and every month we sat down, and there's some forms here, and we filled this out together. Um, sometimes we'd have to revisit it a second time during the month because we got off guard. And so, um, you know, I've this <laughs> has been such a part of my life that um, that's how we, that's how we got started. And so we sat down and we budgeted every dollar coming in and every dollar going out. Um, Every dollar has a place to go. So first you take care of your necessity. You take care of food, shelter, bills, all the necessities and anything left over goes to debt. Um, And I am here to tell you after 22 months of turning our financial lives around, we could finally say we were debt-free. We paid off an average of $21,000 making $55,000. So yes, You can make it on thirty thousand dollars a year. Um, You may also think, well, you still have a mortgage, and yes, we did have a mortgage, Um, and we still unfortunately have a mortgage um, because that's just the way the the baby steps run. Um, And so, and that is the only thing we have left to pay off. Um, But this is, but I don't want to talk about that. I want to talk about the the lessons that the Lord taught us um, in eliminating this debt, Um, and then, and also. Uh, I still learn these every month. There, there's months that are really good for us, and then there's months like, whoa, what happened here? And so, little side note too, I, I sit down every month and I fill this out. But I also, Dave came out with a new app called Every Dollar, and I highly recommend it. It is this in an app form, and so as soon as you make a purchase, you plug it in, and it takes it off for you. And so I have cash envelopes for certain certain um, things on here, but I don't have as many, I I had like 30 cash envelopes and I'm like, this is crazy, I can't keep up with all this. And so I have eliminated about half of that because of the app. Um, So these are the lessons that God has taught us, um, just taken us through this journey. Um, He really allowed us to question what I value, okay? Um, Before we got control of our finances, Our treasure was in us, like me, me, me. What do I want? I want it right now. It was all about us. Um, We bought what we wanted and when we wanted, and we never left room to give. The very giver of our money, the Lord, was getting nothing back from us, including our hearts. Um, Do you realize that everything that you own is a gift from him? He owns everything. Psalm 24, 1, the earth is the Lord's and everything in it, the world and everyone who lives in it. Everything is the Lord's. Um, he owns everything and we are called to be good stewards of the blessings that he gives us. It also says in Matthew six, twenty-one: for where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. And um, before Dave, our treasure was in things. And since the the principles that we have taught, it's it's not into things. Um, it's it. You know, he's just really transformed our, our hearts. Um, we were also um, made to to ask ourselves. You know, are are we living content in thankful lives? Are we content and thankful people? Do you have a heart of gratitude? Are you thankful for the things that you have? Are you always wanting more? This is one thing that I can still struggle with um, on a monthly basis. I mean, a daily basis. Because let's just be real, we're, we're just, um, we're visual people. And so, you know, you may, you may say, you know, I, I, those are cute boots. I really like those boots. Where'd you find those boots? What, how much did you pay for those boots? You know, we're just, we're, we're just very visual people. And so um, this is an area that I still struggle with um in fact i'm sure everyone in this room struggles with being content at one time or another but this is what the lord says about being content hebrews 13 5 keep your lives free from the love of money and be content with what you have because god said never will i leave you and never will i forsake you um new book that just came out and it'll be a giveaway this is Dave Ramsey's daughter. This just came out last week. I ordered one for myself, but I've not read it yet. And the title, I just love it. It's Live Your Life, Love Your Life, Not Theirs. And, and it's so true about how we we're always desiring, desiring what somebody else has. And the quote in there that I love, it says, Comparison steals uh, not only your joy, but it steals your paycheck. Um, and, it, and it's so true how we all just struggle um, with this mindset, um, but we're we're to live uh, thankful lives for what the Lord has given us. Don't try to keep up with the Joneses because, as you know, the Joneses are broke. Okay, There's another Dave Ramsey's little. I love that because it's so true. Um, another another lesson that the Lord taught us was um, about being good stewards. Um, we are the our managers of of the Lord's money. I was to be a good manager of the Lord's money. Um, Malachi 3.10, bring the whole tithe into the storehouse so that there may be food in my house. Test me in this, says the Lord Almighty, and see if I will not throw open the floodgates of heaven and pour out so much blessing that there will not be room enough to store it. And personally, we saw this. We had never been good tithers or giver, givers of any kind before the Dave Ramsey plan. But when we began this new lifestyle, we wanted to test God, as Malachi says. So we tithe 10%, regardless if we felt like um, we were going to come up short. Because, see, if you first and foremost give to the Lord what, uh, what he asks us to give, um, then it's part of your plan. If you first give and then everything else will fall into place. And so that's, um, you know, he really changed our hearts about giving. Make giving a priority and see how the Lord will bless you from that. The the Lord showed us his faithfulness in doing so, and as you know, you can tell generous people by just the fruit that they produce. And so um, the Lord has just, he's just blessed us with um, just opportunities. 2 um, Corinthians 9, 7 says, each man should give what he has decided in his heart to give, not reluctantly or under compulsion because the Lord loves a cheerful giver. So in your giving, don't just give because, oh, I know I'm not supposed to do this. Pray about it. Like really just pray about it and seek the Lord on Lord. What is it you're calling me to give? And it may not be 10%. Um, that's just that's what the Lord instructs us to give as, um, as believers. Um, but, um, you know, just really pray about it and have the Lord lead your, your heart as to what to give. Um, <clears throat> excuse me. And uh, the last lesson that I wanted to talk about was just how our debt journey was a marathon, and it's, I'm still running the marathon. It's not a sprint. It's all about perseverance. Um, Proverbs 13.11 says, Dishon- Dishonest money dwindles away, but whoever gathers money little by little makes it grow. So, living a debt-free lifestyle is not the living the debt-free life is not just a life like I'm going to make this this you know for three months and see if it works. It really is a lifestyle change. You really learn the difference between your needs and wants, and we kind of talked about what your needs and your wants are. Um, So, you know. I don't necessarily need name-brand clothing, and I don't need to eat out all the time. I don't need a new vehicle, but I do need a vehicle. I do need clothes, and I do need food. You know? So you know, it, it really taught us between our needs and wants. Um, I, like I told you, I, I, it was not easy for me at first. I wanted to give up. Um, I felt constricted and overwhelmed, and I didn't see past any of it until I started seeing our debt dwindle away. And I knew, okay, this is working for us. Um, And so um, your level of success is determined by your level of discipline and your level of perseverance. Discipline is not just choosing what, excuse me, discipline is just choosing what you want now versus what you want the most. And so what I what I personally wanted the most was just peace. I didn't want to have to worry about, are we going to have enough money for food this month? Are we going to have enough money to make a car payment? Um, I just wanted peace. And I am here to tell you that peace, true peace, can only come from um, ultimately from one source, and that is through a faith. A, 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 saving faith in Christ Jesus and so he um, he had to be first and I had to learn to surrender everything including my finances to the Lord in order to give um, for him to give me that peace by surrendering our finances to him he taught me what idolatry was and what idols I was worshiping Um, he taught us what it looks like to be thankful And content with the blessings that he's given us and he still convicts my heart when my eyes wander away from that he shows um, he has showed us how to be good stewards and how to give back to what he's given us and he has shown us um, that the joy that fills our hearts when we're able to bless someone else Um, I think most importantly he has shown us and taught us what it truly means to persevere Perseverance is being steadfast in doing something despite difficulty or delay in in achieving success. It was so difficult to say no to so much month by month. I used to go home when we were newly married and we just had read. We went home, which was four hours away, like once a month. And we had to learn to say n- no, because that was a lot of gas money. I mean, just that was just an example. But it, we learned to say no to a lot back then. But because we learned to say no to so much then, we're able to say yes to a lot of things now. So that delayed gratification. Um, I want you to remember back to the beginning of my story, kind of the roots that I came from. My parents didn't have a plan. There, therefore, no plan was taught. Um, and so that was my legacy, and um, the last thing I want to talk about is about what legacy I wanted to leave my children, okay? I didn't want, there, there are some wonderful things that my parents taught me, um, such as couponing. My mom, she taught me how to coupon, and she taught me how to pinch pennies, and so I still do that. Um, and maybe sometime I'll, I'll teach a couponing class, um, but that was something that I wanted to keep, as part of who i am because it is and i still shop goodwill and i mean that's you know i still have all that but what i did not want to keep was not having a plan my i saw my parents never having a plan and therefore i i had to i had to take on debt so that i could i could you know go to, to school and i do not want that for my children i don't want them to have to take on debt and so um because we've we've made a plan my children will all be able to go to college and so it's changing that legacy Um, So make a plan and set goals for your children. All my children have ever known their whole lives is how mom and dad sit down each and every month and we fill out this budget, um, and we still do that. And so that's just all they've ever known. Um, So you change your legacy by setting an example. Um, Ask my kids anytime how many times they hear, it's not in the budget this month. No, we can't do that. No, we're going to go home and have peanut and jelly sandwiches instead of going out you know, after church or whatever. They hear that a lot. But they have seen us um, make a plan and succeed, and they've also seen us make a plan and fail because there are still months where we have to regroup and, um, and you know try again. Like I said, it is a marathon and not a sprint because that's how life is, right? Sometimes it works out and sometimes it doesn't. In our house, we do, and maybe if you have some older kids that can do um, chores, we call um, what they receive a commission and not an allowance because you, in the real world, you get paid for what you work for, right? And so my kids know that if they want some money, some spending money, then they have to work. And so in our home, we call it commission. Um, they, uh, they have daily chores to do. Um, except Sadie. She's, you know, two, and so we don't really have, we don't really, she can pick up our toys, and that's about it. They also have um, banks, which Dave Ramsey has banks that's, that split up um, give, save, and spend, so they're already learning how to manage their money by putting, you know, we separate, okay, this is, you have four dollars this week, so this is what you're going to put in each of them, you know, and so they're already learning these, you know these principles because we're doing them with them um make your children feel included in the family plan because then they they have a sense of ownership in the family um and sometimes my kids actually check me mom do we have money in the budget this month to do this and so it it, sometimes just having excuse me teaching your children is just good accountability for you too because I tell you what summers are really hard for me because I'm having to entertain my children more And we, because we're being entertained all the time, we're driving through, drive-through a lot. So um, summers are still, you know, hard for me. And so my my kids were like, Mom, do we have money to do this? So... Also, we wanted to teach our children to be givers, um, not only financially, but also of their time. And the Lord really taught us this principle through, we had a, a college student live with us um, for about nine months last last year. And um, we had to learn how to not only share um, our home, but our time with, with this college student. And so he really... Um, he really transformed us our our way of thinking of being good stewards of our time as well and so of course my kids love having college students in and out of the house and it's good for them as well encourage your children to serve one another and others something with especially my boys I've been doing is teaching them to open doors for people and I mean that's very simple but (laughs) My oldest doesn't really like it, you know, because that's just not, you know, his natural heart. But just training them just to even be givers of their manners, you know, just teaching them common manners. So, Um, but teach your children to serve one another um, and how to help each other out. There are so many ways to encourage your children to be givers. And moms, the legacy that I desire to leave my children is not necessarily going to look like the legacy that you want to leave your children. Each and every one of us came from very different backgrounds and roots. But in hearing my story of how the Lord shaped me and molded me in just one area of my life, um, I I just want you guys to think about the roots that you came from and the legacies left to you. Um, Think about what you desire to keep from those and then what you desire to change. Um, Do you feel lost and out of control when it comes to your finances? Ask for help. Don't feel like you're the only person. Ask for help. There are financial peace course um, courses being taught in the area churches. I looked it up on his website, and you can always look on his website at Um There are three churches right now actually um, doing the financial peace course, but there, but two of them are going to be ending soon, and so the only one that I think they're on week two is Bethel Assembly. It started started wednesday okay and so it goes through december 7th so if this is something like you're like man i'm ready to get on board call the church and um and i'm sure that you can you know f- uh, find out some more information on that but there, there are always courses being taught i have been asking my husband for a while to pray about us leading one because we've walked through this and and so hopefully maybe soon that we can get another one started at the chapel here um, but you don't necessarily have to attend a class to learn these principles. Nathan and I have never attended a class. We simply listened to him on the radio, and we read his book, and we followed his principles. So you don't have to go to a class. The nice thing about a class is accountability. You're learning the principles, and it's accountability to, with other people. Also, little FYI, you can watch the videos on YouTube um, for free. So, And I think maybe Brooke has some DVDs, too, if you would want to borrow one. The audio, yes, the audio, not the, yeah, the visual, but the audio. So anyways, there are many ways to, um, to learn the principles and, and um, to, to use them. I'm also giving away, this is the book that I read, and I still read once a year, just to refresh your course, and so we're going to give that away today. If you don't want it, find somebody who does want it, if you win it. So I hope that I have not rambled and, just one, and left you wondering, like, what, the, what is the point of all this? Because there is a point. Um, God changed who I was through my finances, something I had never even saw coming, because I thought I was normal. And I thought I, was, I had it all together. I lived like everyone else lived. Um, but he changed the way, um, he changed our hearts and he taught us um, to live a life of setting goals and perseverance Um, and he also taught us to be diligent in the work the hard work that we had to do to achieve them so um, just to leave you with one quote that I think is so important to remember and yes Dave Ramsey says this too but it's it's so key there's only one way only one way to financial peace, and that is to walk daily with the Prince of Peace, Christ Jesus.